Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today. She straightened her hair today. I know because I noticed it, and I was like, you straightened your hair. <laughs> I did. I have to be on TV tonight, yeah. so I figured I wouldn't have my normal rat's nest she's the of a hair. <laughs> she's the Duchess of the Dork. She's Ashley Fevon. Hello, Ashley. Howdy. Today is Thursday. Which is weird. October 8th, 2020. 49 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 1044. 1044. Wait, 49 days? We're inside of 50 for Thanksgiving? 49 days. We're, it's seven weeks from today. Whoo, let's seven go. Seven weeks from today. So, guys, Big we're doings. almost there. Hang on a little bit longer. Okay, we're almost there. Episode 1044. 1044. This is the Jeff Turpko episode. Jeff Turpko. First time I'm ever hearing his name, but he played for the Rangers. So there's that. Do we have first fourth of the door? Yeah. There will be a bunch of turds today. Um, it was Aaron Flynn, Tony Blaylock, Lance Pickle, and Aaron Arbuckle. They keep spamming it. They keep commenting first, second, fourth, seventh, like See, all right. two minutes now, until now, I first be clear. four. I want to be clear. Yes, as my somebody, dad is a turd. As somebody, as somebody, first of all, Pickle just called her dad a turd. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, secondly, as somebody who doesn't read the comments... Let me tell you, keep that same energy. I like that. Guys. No. Keep it going. <laughs> Stop it. I've had enough of you. On today's show, guys, we're going an hour. We're doing it live. F it. Do it live. We've got our viewing guide. Uh, we're going to tell you what to watch and when this weekend as you just sink into your couch and get yourself a nice butt groove on the couch. We're going to tell you what to watch while you're working on that butt groove. Things I didn't think I would hear today. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. though, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I do. I just didn't think. Like, if you, if I would have woke up this morning and someone said, what's something you think that you're going to hear today? Butt groove would not have been I'm in just my telling you, look, let's, let's, let's be honest with one another. We're always honest with one another. We all have a butt groove on our couch. Yeah. Okay? Sure. So, while you're in your butt groove this weekend, we're going to tell you what games to watch. <laughs> then, we're going to be joined by the head coach of the 5-0 and Lockney Longhorns. Coach Stacy Ward will join us. Um, they are off to their best start. I need to look it up, but their best start in 
Long, long time. Long, long time in Lockney. Big doings up there in Longhorn Country in Floyd County. We're going to talk with Lockney coach Stacy Ward coming up here in a moment. Back half of the program, a very special edition of the picks. My high school football predictions for week seven of the yeah. Texas high school football season. We'll tell you why it's special right before we play yeah. it. And then, and then we'll finish it all off with America's favorite segment, free money. So a lot to get to. Let's start, Miss Ashley. With a butt group. With your, yeah, what if we could, is there a way to like call this like your 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 butt groove guide what we're talking about is these are the games that you should watch this weekend we're talking about high school football and college football i suppose professional will happen on on sunday if that's your thing i don't know do your nfl thing uh i'm not here to tell you what to do i'm here to tell you what to do on thursday friday saturday but not sunday sunday's sunday's the lord's day but let's talk about what you should i guess that's grove yeah but grove Grove. guide um let's talk about what games you should watch today or tonight. There's a couple of them. We're watching Glenn Rose and Fort Stockton. Oh, oops. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think we were watching that. I was like, first of all, I don't think that game's happening. So here you go. <laughs> first of all, before if if <laughs> you're if you're just minute. getting into our uh, our viewing guide for the weekend. What I'm try uh I'm going to work under the assumption that you have at maximum three screens to your availability. You're not like Pickle where you live in like Thunderdome, right? Yeah. Where you got you got you got uh, videos or uh, TVs all over the place. I'm saying that you've got a TV, you've got a, a laptop, and you've got a phone. And if you've got more than that, hey, congrats on the money. Good for you. But we're going to work under the assumption that you have at maximum three screens. So here we go. Tonight at uh, on Thursday night, a few different games to watch. First of all, at 6.30, you should definitely... I'm going to tell you what should be on your big screen. It's at 7 o'clock. It's a game Pickle's going to be at. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is... Uh, Rockwall ISD is going to be streaming it. It is Rockwall versus Southlake Carroll. Number 7 versus number 13. We'll talk more about it in the picks video. Tease. Coming up here in a moment. But that's a game you should watch on your big screen. Okay, that's on your big screen. On your laptop, on your secondary screen, on your secondary screen, we got we're going three screens tonight. We're going three wide. Houston's going to play a football game. <laughs> Knock on wood, saying that because we've still got yeah we've got what, like we got six and a half six hours and a half before kickoff. Hours. Okay, but we're six and a half hours away from Houston Which actually playing a football game is the on October eighth. That we've been <laughs> on October eighth. This is the closest we've gotten. So we are going to see if they're able to play. But it's Tulane in Houston. That game is tonight. I want to say it's on ESPN. Um, I think it's on ESPN. I don't see why it, it is on be. ESPN. So you can watch that. That's on your laptop, on your phone. Uh, you've got a few other different choices. The robust a selection of games you can find streams on at TexasFootball.com. But I am going to send you to. I think I'm going to send you. Mm, it's tough. You could go Frisco Lone Star, see if they can bounce back with a with their district opener against Frisco Heritage. But what I'm going to tell you to do is I'm going to tell you to watch Odessa and Lubbock Coronado. Important uh, to see if Lubbock Coronado can keep the momentum going uh, at uh, uh, there with uh, uh, taking on uh, Odessa. They're our number nine team in 5A Division One right now. Get some eyes on Sawyer Robertson. That's my pick for the phone. Okay, so big screen, Carol and Rockwall, laptop, Houston and Tulane, phone, uh, Odessa and Lubbock Coronado. Okay, that's that's Thursday. Friday. Friday. Big week of games. Big, 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 big selection of games. On the big screen for Friday. Let me go a little off the board. On the big screen for Friday. I'm going to tell you to watch Sundown and Post. Sundown Ooh. and Post. 
It's a the great interrupts. game. That's your big game on, on the big screen. I like that. Um, uh, Posts defense against what's sundown. Uh, uh, the, the Carson Holden or Carson Holson, their, their quarterback, has been terrific. Uh, this is a really interesting game out west. Top 10 matchup, number 10 sundown, number 3 post. That's on your big screen. Your big, also, by the way, you're supposed to watch Fox Sports Southwest. Post say that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's on your big screen. On your laptop. On your laptop, you're going to watch Allen and Cedar Hill. Okay? Allen and Cedar Hill. It's a really, really good game. Uh, interested to see what Cedar Hill does in, uh, like, I've been telling people about this. Is it, was it rust? In that, in the first half against Arlington, they woke up in the second half and came back to win. They will need to be sharp from the get-go against Allen. Should be a big game. I'm excited to see what happens there. And on your phone, a lot of really good options here, kind of dealer's choice here. But I'm going to tell you to watch Canyon and Andrews. Uh, Canyon has very quietly put together an excellent year so far, but Andrews is really solid as well. That's the game that I've got my eye on as far as uh, that's your second. That's on your um, on your phone. So uh, the other option would be Georgetown Cedar Park. Mm-hmm. Ooh, actually, yeah. Uh, dealer's choice. If you want big school, you can go uh, Georgetown Cedar Park. If you want small school, uh, you can go with uh, Canyon and Andrews. So that's mm-hmm. that's your pick. So big screen. I want you to do post and uh, post and sundown. Uh, laptop. I want you to do uh, Allen and Cedar Hill. And on the phone, you can either do Cedar Park Georgetown or you can do uh, Andrews and Canyon. Also, honorable mention. We finally get some eyes tomorrow night on Highland Park. They open yes. their season against two and zero Coppell. I think Highland Park's going to win, but keep an eye on that one because we'll finally get a look at Highland Park. So that is on Randy Allen's pumped. I talked to him this morning. Oh, good. Saturday, 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 Saturday. All right, few different options because we got a full slate on Saturday. Okay, in the morning. In the morning, depending on how you're wired. First of all, I think you can go three wide on in the morning. You can go Florida at A and M. You can go Texas and OU, and you can go Langham Creek and Bridgeland. Okay, those are all uh, available to you. I'm not going to tell you what's put on what because that would uh, only make one portion of the population mad, and I'm just not here for that today. So that's that's in the morning. In the afternoon, you can also go three wide. Two thirty, two thirty to three is a big big slate. UTSA is at BYU, Texas Tech's at uh, Iowa State, Texas State's at Troy, and. Kansas State's at TCU. My inkling is to put Kansas State TCU on the big screen, but your mileage may vary. You can do whatever you want there. Uh, but a lot of games there. And then in the nightcap, in the nightcap, there's a pair of games. There's a 6.30 p.m. kick between UTEP and Louisiana Tech, and there's a 7 o'clock kick between Charlotte and North Texas. I'm going to tell you neither. Okay? Here's what you need to watch. You need to watch Silsby and West Orange Stark. Mm-hmm. 6 o'clock kick. That's your game. On Saturday night, lock into that. If you need another game, Katie Taylor and Katie Morton Ranch. I think Katie Taylor's going to win that game, mm-hmm. but certainly a big game in the Katie area. Uh, that will be my pick for uh, your butt groove guide. So while you're sitting on your couch, while you're enjoying uh, some Texas high school football and college football, uh, make sure that you are looking at our guide on TexasFootball.com with links to all sorts of games across state. In fact, right now we have 39 games that you can stream on texasfootball.com. If you go there and click that link, you can find that put together uh, expertly by Ishmael Johnson. So uh, don't let don't let Ish's efforts go in vain. So uh, texasfootball.com for your viewing guide. Um, are you going to watch uh, your Mean Green this weekend? Yep, through hell and high water. Don't sound don't sound so excited. <laughs> you gotta love a matchup between Charlotte and North Texas. By the way, we'll get to that. Charlotte, winless, on the road. Is favored. Favored. Which, uh, 
I'm just not going to say much right now. We'll save save that a hot take for free money. (laughs) Yes. So anyway, uh, that's your viewing guide at TexasFootball.com, what you should watch this weekend. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You get two magazines, including if you subscribe today. I'm going to keep saying this for probably another week. If you subscribe today, the first magazine you get will be our recruiting edition. The first magazine you get will be our recruiting edition. We have flipped the, um, made the flip so that now it is um, winter-summer as opposed to summer-winter. Uh, so if you want to go and uh, uh, if you want the recruiting edition, subscribe now. You'll need to buy the if you want the summer edition, you'll need to buy it separately. I'm sorry. That's just the way our subscription service works. Uh, but you will also get the 2021 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football, uh, which will have Ashley Pickle on the cover. So she just shot me a look. Um, no, I texted him. That's the right number. That's the right number. Here we go. I'm going to I'm going to text it to you. That's the number. There you go. Ha, see. Anyway, textfootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Text Football Insider. Lots of great stuff on textfootball.com for insiders, including game projections of every Texas high school football game this weekend. You don't want to miss that on texasfootball.com, so please check that out. Are you happy, Pickle? Yeah. Good. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. And let's go up to Floyd County talk to i gotta say the head coach of the talk of floyd county right now we're joined by coach stacy ward of the lockney longhorns coach how are you doing good thank you guys for having me hey thanks so much for for taking a little bit of time uh you know you are you guys are off to a five and zero start right now it's it's your best start in be honest coach long long time uh what is it about this team that has you guys cooking right now you know i think a lot of it has to do with the leadership of the young men we have you know uh, we're very fortunate to have six. We have nine seniors. We have six of those seniors when I first got here that played sophomores. We've also got about seven juniors that played as freshmen. So, you know, in high school, a lot of times you're very fortunate to have, you know, 15 pl- players that have played for three years. So I think a lot of that, they, they understand the system, what we're doing, that they're, they're buying in and they're just, they've grown up. And that's, that's the biggest thing. They've grown up to be good young men and know our system and just get after it. Well, and you guys are coming off of, you know, I'm, I don't mean to, to, to bring down the room, but the past couple of years have been rough there. 1-9 uh, and nine last year, 0-10, oh and 3-8 uh, and eight before that. You guys, this is a program in Lockney that hasn't had a winning season since 2004. You know, I, I we talk with coaches all the time that, that at programs that win a lot, it's, it's easy to just say, hey, just keep that momentum going. Uh, how did you... Was it a challenge for you to get these kids to believe that they could go out there and win this? Because right now at five and zero, you know this is a, a a big turnaround from what you guys were doing last year in the past couple of years. Yes, you know when I first got here, you know it was an zero and ten season, and a lot of those kids were young. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was telling you before, you know we had those six and seven, and we had 13, 13 sophomores and freshmen playing varsity football on Friday nights. You know, last year we were close. Uh, we just couldn't get over the hump, and I think that. The, the biggest hunt for us last year was getting that first win, and, and we've just taken it and have ran with it, you know, in the off season, and and it's just it's just like a wildfire; it just keeps going and going. So we're going to ride it for as long as we can. 
We're talking with Stacey Ward, the head coach of the Lockney Longhorns here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Coach, you guys have had, a di- I mean, everyone's had challenges over the course of, of the offseason and this season. You guys had, a, a I think, a, a particularly, uh, you know, stark challenge in your opener uh you guys were scheduled to play floyd data in in the floyd county championship that's a huge game it's going to be the 103rd meeting between y'all uh unfortunately uh covid19 uh you know uh, struck struck the, the the game how how did you how did you message that to your kids because i know that's a huge game for them i understand that that's a, a massive massive rivalry game and they've been geared up all season to want to go play football how? What did you say to your guys whenever it did come to the decision that that you guys had to put that game on hold? You know, we you know we talk about the things that we can control, the things we can't control, and and that in that situation it was something that we couldn't control. But the the two things we've talked about all years, starting last spring, was we control our effort, we control our attitude, and if we take care of those two things, the team will be taken care of. And you know, the kids have bought into that into that little. Uh, mantra and so and that's 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 how we've handled it you know we it was something that was out of our control it was something that we couldn't control it so we just did what we could do and control what we control with how we handle it how our attitude was and the effort we put forth going into the season uh, I want to ask you a little bit about your defense because this is a this has been a pretty stark turnaround for you guys. You know, last year this was a defense uh, that gave up uh, you know somewhere in the ballpark of uh, you know 30, 30 points a game. It was it was a it, you know the defense was was struggling a little bit. This year you guys have cut that more than in half, down to about fourteen points a game. What's been the difference on the defensive side for this Longhorn squad? It goes back to that. You know, the the best thing that ever happened to me. You know, is I was very fortunate when I got this job. Uh, a coach that had coached me in high school that worked worked for Steve Park Palladero for years. He was a head coach at Dalhart for ten years. He came out of retirement. He's our defense coordinator, named Stephen Young. He's always had great defense, and he has been he has been amazing as a mentor for a first year head coach. And he's got the defense playing hard. He's you know he's simplified things, and and the kids are just playing hard. You know, the biggest thing is just believing, and and they're doing that right now. Uh, on on the other side, the offense has really been churning along, especially on the ground. Uh, one of the guys who springs to mind is Anson Rendon, a guy who was really, really big in your win over Memphis last week. Uh, the numbers are impressive uh, for him all all throughout the year, but uh, but as far as the running game is concerned, you guys spread the ball out a fair amount. You guys don't really have a bell cow running back, really, in a lot of ways. You know, uh, Rendon's probably the, the guy who, who gets the, the most headlines, but uh, from a running game perspective. Uh, what has been clicking for you guys? I know the coaches like to give a lot of credit to the to the offensive line. Uh, imagine that's that's been a big part of what you guys have been doing. It is, it is. You know, we've got you know we got four guys on the offensive line that played three years, and you know we're not real complicated. We're a wing tee. We run, we run the wing tee, and you know we we want to make we have a small amount of plays, but we want to make sure we execute them right. And offensive line's doing a great job, but more importantly, the backs. You know, we got a. A rotation with our backs and the backs are blocking extremely hard so the receivers it's just a, a, a buy-in from everybody and they, they know the row and they're just buying in and they're enjoying it you know coach you guys we mentioned you guys are five and oh off to a fantastic start but this week it's a whole new ball game this week you guys are, are, are taking on crosby 10 i want to ask you about them in just a moment but most importantly this is your district 5 2a division 2 opener this is the what the game that uh, that really counts so to speak uh has the conversation changed, uh, knowing full well that this is a game that's going to determine whether or not you get into the playoffs? 
No, we just, you know, it's like I said, we just, you know, today we thought, like we said earlier, it's just, we talk about our effort and attitude. If we take care of our effort and attitude and do that every day, it'll take care of the team. And the biggest thing is, you know, to go, to go one and oh, that's our, that's our new goal and take care of business and do what we're supposed to do every day. Uh, and speaking of which, it's going on 7 o'clock tomorrow night there at Chieftain Stadium in Crosbyton uh, as you will take on the Crosbyton uh, Chiefs. I, I want to ask you, I don't want to ask you to give away your game plan, but this is a, a critical district matchup. When you take a look at what you guys are going to be up against on Friday night, what do you see? I see, you know, Crosbyton's a real good team. You know, you can't look at the record. They, they're playing good football. They they run at you. They're going to play smash-mouth football, and defensively, they're going to get after you. It's it's going to be a, it's going to be a good ball game. He he's Stacy Ward. He's the head coach of the Lockney Longhorns. They are 5 and 0 looking to move to 6 and 0 and 1 and 0 in District 5 2A Division 2 play. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the fantastic start. Best of luck Friday night and we'll be talking down the road. Thanks Greg. Appreciate you guys. There you go. Stacy Ward, the head coach of the Lockney Longhorns. Join us here on Texas Football Today. Uh one of the more remarkable turnarounds of of the I mean this is I mean Absolutely. he mentioned it. This is this is his third year there at Lockney, and he takes over a, a program that had already been kind of struggling. You know, four wins here, three wins here, and the first year in twenty eighteen is just it's just it's it's tough. Like they can't they can't score. Uh, they they end up going zero and ten. The next year, a little bit of progress. They go one and nine. But you're talking about a program that over the course of the last two years has been one and nineteen, and now they're five and zero. And I'll be honest, like, look, you look at this district. It's a five-team district. Hamlin's in there, right? And mm-hmm. Rawls is probably the second favorite there. And then it's Roscoe, Lockney, and Crosbyton. I don't want to put the pressure on them, but it's like if you go win this game, there's a fair ch- – you are at the very least in the driver's seat for a playoff spot. Absolutely. For a playoff spot. And this is a play- This is a team that, that made the playoffs back in 2017 at 3-7. They made the playoffs again at uh, 2015 at 5-6. But furthermore – Here's the other part. Mm-hmm. They win tonight, or tomorrow night rather. They win tomorrow night. First winning, they clinched their first winning season since 2004. Look at that. I mean, you'd be talking 16. That's like a lot of the kids on this team weren't born. Yeah, I yeah. graduated in 2004, and I'm old. Yes, you are. So it's big, big doings out there in Floyd County. And I know, you know, I I, I hate to bring up the the COVID situation, but that was a that's a heartbreaker to lose that opener against mm-hmm. Floydata. For those who don't know up there in Floyd County, that's the game. Like, Lockney and Floydata have been playing for 100 years, you know? And for that game to get canceled really stinks. And it's a, a, But, you know, I, I think that he had a, a great attitude and told him, look, we can't control it. we got to move on. And obviously, they have controlled uh, everything that they can so far. Uh, big game tomorrow night against Crosbyton for the Lockney Longhorns. We appreciate Coach Stacey Ward joining us. Um, real fast, on a side yeah. note, I don't remember. Did you say that the Western Start game was on Friday? Saturday. Okay, good. Yeah, I was going to say it moved an hour ago, so I just wanted to make sure that that was oh, okay. Yeah, that I was, was it, correct we got, for we the got viewing us, guide. We've got it on, on a Saturday, so okay, cool. um, yeah. anyway, there's that. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. My run sheet tells me that I need to tell you this. For the third consecutive year, Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Whataburger have teamed up to, with, to give fans the opportunity to honor the best and brightest stars in Texas high school football with the 2020 Whataburger Super Team. 
We are now in the nomination phase. If you would like to nominate your favorite, a player that you believe is most deserving of being on the 2020 Whataburger Super Team, you can go to texasfootball.com and nominate them. Every high school football player in the state of Texas is eligible, but they got to be nominated in order to get uh, get an opportunity to, to go on there. So go there. Uh, we are still in the nomination phase, I believe, during the course of October. The way it works, you guys send in your nominations. We then take the nominations, and last year we got like thousands. Yeah. And we 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 have to cull it down to 300, a ballot of 300, and then we leave it up to you, and you vote for who should be on the 2020 Whataburger Super Team. So that's the way it works. We're still in the nomination phase. So if you go to TexasFootball.com, you can nominate your favorite player for a spot on the 2020 Whataburger Super Team. Thanks to our friends at Whataburger for being the sponsor. All right, Pickle. It's time. Let's have a little bit of, let's have a chat. So, yeah. So, yesterday, Pickle sends me the picks video at, you sent it to me about 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. Yeah, 3 or 3. three, three because what I, what she does, I, I record it. She edits it, makes it look all pretty, puts in the photos, makes it look all fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she sends it to me and I give it a proof and make sure everything's spelled right. Make sure, you know, there's not. Sometimes when you're editing video, there are like obvious mistakes that like you just gloss over. because See, You, you look at it for so long, you miss a lot of right. the super obvious things. Just get another pair of eyes on it. I look at it. Clean video. No problems. No notes. Yeah. No notes. Send it back to her. Uh, she says, cool, I'm going to put it on YouTube and I'm going to schedule it to go live at 7 p.m. Yes. That's, that's, by the way, the, the if you want to be the first to watch these videos. <laughs> yeah, they come out at 7. Our YouTube page at 7 o'clock every Wednesday. Okay? That's fine. Looking good. Literally 6.50 p.m. Mm-hmm. Matt Step tweets out that the Mart and Bremont game has been postponed. It's not canceled. They've got a built-in bye week in November. So they're going to move it to there. I blame so, Matt Step for all of this, by the so way. So it gets moved all the way there. Uh, and of course, as you'll see, it's a spotlight game in our mm-hmm. fix video. So Ten cool minutes. <laughs> Ten Not minutes to mention before. steps. One of the games, one of the two games he was going to in the road trip video isn't happening anymore. It's just a. So anyway, but here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. We're going to tell you about a hypothetical Martin. Bre- Theoretically, think about, this, think about this about a month in advance for the pre- for the, the yeah. preview of the we're Mark just Bremont we're game. really on top of our it's game just, this season. Oh, <laughs> it just uh, that was the word. I was I was I was furious for you. I yeah I it's it's to the point now where I I just laugh at it like it's just it's just like know. like how close can we get up to the minute of release like can we get a six fifty nine cancellation that's what I want to see. Week seven of the Texas <laughs> high school football season is upon us at least in some way shape or form. <laughs> kind of big game all across state, some of which are actually happening. Here's the picks <laughs> for week seven of the Texas high school season here on Texas Football Today. Autumn's officially here, and the Texas high school football action is heating up. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks presented by Visit Arlington, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thanks for tuning in to week seven of the Texas high school football season. We're now into October and there are huge games all across the state, many of them district games, especially in the small school ranks. Remember, week seven for the small schools, week three for the big schools. But everywhere you look across Texas, there are huge games. We will start 
in Central Texas. 7 o'clock Friday night at Mart ISD Athletic Complex. It's a huge 2A Division II showdown between the Mart Panthers and the Bremon Tigers. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, small school superstars. So both of these teams, kind of like a lot of big name small school squads, have guys who are just unbelievable single individual talents who are able to take over the game at a moment's notice. For Mart, it's Roger L. Freeman, the, the running back, quarterback, linebacker, defensive lineman, whatever you want to call him. He's a monster out there. He is a mismatch out there against any 2A Division II squad, and he's going to have his say in this big-time district showdown. Going up against Seth Kozowski, the quarterback for Bremont, who is Amazing. He is a tremendous, tremendous signal caller. He would be a fantastic signal caller pretty much at any level, let alone at the 2A Division II level. So you've got these two guys who are capable of taking over the game. Which one steps up? Key number two, Bremon in the backfield. So there's actually a pretty telling statistic, I would say, for when Bremon wins and when they lose. They're four and two on the year. And in their two losses, they've gotten just three tackles for a loss per each of those games on average. In their four wins, it's nearly double that. So they're going to need a huge game from Jare Bledsoe and Corey Estrada get in the backfield and disrupt this Mart rushing attack. Can the Tigers get into the Mart backfield? And key number three, weight class. So we're talking about 2A Division II here, the smallest 11-man classification, and we're dealing with the three-time defending 2A Division II state champions in Mart. Well, technically, that 2017 title was in 2A Division I, but that's neither here nor there. What matters is that Mart has had to punch up in order to get challenged this year. Uh, in their non-district schedule, they played four games, all against 3A competition, going up at least two divisions, sometimes three divisions to play. Last week, they played their first game against a 2A Division II team in district rival Chilton, and they won 50 to nothing. Now, Bremont, in my opinion, is a lot better than Chilton. So this is going to be their first big test on the 2A Division II level. So what happens when Mart punches in their weight class? Who am I picking? I'm going with Mart. Got to pick the three-time defending state champions here, especially at home in a critical district matchup because of the strength of Roger L. Freeman, that outstanding running game, and I think the defense. I think the Mart defense is really starting to round into form uh, this year, and I think they're going to be very dangerous. Now, look, Seth Kozowski is absolutely capable of taking over this game, and I want to see what happens when the Bremont front, which has been largely very good, goes up against the Mart offensive line. But for now, I'm picking the Panthers to bring home the win. How about some Thursday night action? 7 o'clock Thursday night at Wilkerson Sanders Stadium in Rockwall. It's big time 6A clash between the South Lake Carroll Dragons and the Rockwall Yellow Jackets. Where are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, there will be points. That is a prediction. There will be a lot of points scored in this game because, well, both of these offenses are crazy good. And, well, both of these defenses are figuring it out, let's say. Rockwall's averaging 60 points per game so far behind quarterback Braden Locke. They have been tremendous offensively, and yeah, they're giving up 39 points a game, but they're scoring 60, right? Meanwhile, South Lake Carroll, with quarterback Quinn Ewers, played their first game last week against Rockwall Heath, and they won 72-57. to Big high-scoring shootout. So here's a bold prediction. This is going to be pretty pointsy. Who is able to come up with maybe one or two stops? Key number two, youth movement. And while I like to talk about youngsters on the field, let's talk about relative youngsters on the sideline. 
These are two of the best, most exciting young coaches in Texas high school football right now on the sideline. For South Carroll, it's Riley Dodge, who's off to a fantastic start in his career there with the Dragons, his alma mater. And so far, he's establishing himself as a rising star in Texas high school football. On the other side, you have Trey Brooks. Promoted from offensive coordinator for, at Rockwall, where he was the Dave Campbell's Texas football assistant coach of the year last year. He is an offensive guru and one of the budding young stars in the state. So with these two young superstar coaches, who can make the one or two adjustments that could put their team over the top? And key number three, early season jitters. So it's easy to forget that even though we're in basically mid-October at this point, this is just the third week for the 6A schools to be able to play games. And Rockwell's playing their third game, Carroll just their second game. So it's probably important to remember, this is early days yet. This is still a non-district game. This is still teams figuring themselves out. Teams figuring out exactly what they're about. And when you factor in the strangest offseason in Texas high school football history, there's bound to be some growing pains for both of these squads. So right now, these may not be finished products as teams. But which team is closer to their end point than the other? Who am I picking? I'm going with Carroll. I think Southlake comes home with a win, obviously because of quarterback Quinn Ewers. And I think they're able to turn the ball over maybe one or two times uh, to get a stop and break serve in what should be a high-scoring slugfest. Look, both of these quarterbacks are going to take center stage in Braden Locke and Quinn Ewers. And, and I'd love to sit here and be the hipster and say, oh, well, actually, uh, I think these defenses are really going to come out and do something big. No, nah, I think this is going to be pretty pointy. I think it's going to be a high-scoring shootout, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. But I think Carroll comes away with one or two extra plays to put them over the top. Give me the Dragons. 7 o'clock Friday night at Gupton Stadium in Cedar Park. It's a critical District 11-5A Division I showdown as the Georgetown Eagles take on the Cedar Park Timberwolves. And this is a huge district game. I know it's week three for the big schools, but this is still a massive, massive game down there in the Central Texas area. You know, I've been very impressed with Georgetown so far. The balanced offense they've had with Ryan Eady, their running back, and Darson Herman, their quarterback. It's been terrific, and they're off to a deserved 2-0 start. Now up against a big challenge with Cedar Park. That Black Rain defense looks the part. They look like they traditionally do, and of course, they've got the dynamic quarterback in Ryder Hernandez, a three-year starter for the Timberwolves. I think this game is close, and I think it could have major playoff implications, but I do think Cedar Park comes away with a win. 7 o'clock Friday night at Eagles Stadium in DeSoto. Big-time 6A clash between the Prosper Eagles and the DeSoto Eagles. And DeSoto was dazzling in their debut last week against Converse Judson, shutting out the Rockets for the first time since 2005. That's impressive. Defensive end Shamar Turner was terrific. Quarterback Samari Collier has really taken a step forward. This DeSoto team looks like the real deal. Going up against Prosper, who is also off to a fantastic start at 2-0. Jackson Berry, their quarterback, is terrific. And I was very impressed with the way that they beat Ewell's Trinity last week, kind of beating with their own game, big, strong, physical defense. This is going to be a much different test against a wide-open and fast DeSoto team. Uh, this is a huge test for both these teams. I think a great measuring stick in this non-district matchup. I give DeSoto a very slight edge, but keep an eye on this one. But those are far from the only big games. In Week 7 of the Texas high school football season, let's get to the lightning round. The season opener in Week 7... How very 2020. I like Hidalgo over Rio Grande City, La Grulia. Give me Franklin to beat Rogers, and I like Columbus over Hitchcock. I like Cristobal over Rock Springs, and give me Norman G over Jewett Leon. Longview edges out Tyler Legacy. Allen takes down Cedar Hill, and give me College Station over Magnolia. 
I like West Orange Stark over Silsby. Lano beats Comfort in the Battle of Unbeatens. And I like Odessa Permian over Amarillo Tascosa. Amarillo over Canyon Randall. Mount Vernon stays perfect with a win over Mineola. And Yoakum takes down Bowling. Carthage keeps rolling with a win over Center. Give me Wascom to run past Hugh Springs. And I like Hamlin over Rawls. San Augustine takes down Joaquin. I like El Paso Americas over El Paso Eastlake. And Idaloo stays perfect with a win over Coahoma. I like Smithson Valley over San Antonio Wagner. Fredericksburg takes down Burnett. And I'm going with Marion over Catula. Post beats Sundown, Port Arthur Memorial just barely over Laporte, and I like Pottsboro to take down Commerce. I like Canyon over Andrews and Sweetwater over Midland Greenwood. I'm buying stock in Temple. I think the Wildcats beat Arlington Martin. Give me Salado to take down Waco Connolly, and Mansfield Timberview in a close one over Flower Mound. Seymour beats Olney in our six-man game of the week. I like Balmeray over Groom. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week seven of the Texas high school football season. Be safe, wear a mask. We'll see you. There it is. The picks for week seven of the Texas high school football season, including some games that just are in the far future. <laughs> Either that or canceled, because DeSoto Prosper got canceled, too. Yeah, well, it's you like, know, welcome to 2020. Just, oh, it's just the stink. Sorry. Because <laughs> like, here's the, I mean, the, the God's honest truth of the matter is that I, I script this out and we shoot it on Monday. Yeah. And then it's like we're kind of at the mercy. We already, by the way, our, you'll notice there were only two of those, like, kind of secondary spotlight games. Mm -hmm. You know, when I kind of talk and it just has a pickup here, uh, as opposed to before the lightning round. Like, literally there's right two, after we shot there's it. There's two of those. There, there's usually three. Mm -hmm. The other one was Richmond Foster and Katie Pato. That game got canceled. Yeah. So it's like, but we can't have just like one. Would you like Cedar Park and Georgetown? It's like. Right. We also can't like, like we can wait until about Tuesday to start doing that, like putting it in motion. But like, we can't wait much longer than that. Like it takes too long to put together. So we're kind of just at a loss. Just ridiculous. Anyway, you can see that on YouTube. I guarantee you I got at least one of those right. <laughs> We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. All right. Final thoughts? Call it quits? Go home? Pickle? Now I got a game to get to. I, I need to go. Which game? Uh, Rockwell and South Lake Carroll. They moved the time mm. up to three. I gotta get out of here. Mm. Good coaching matchup there. Yep. Lot of action this weekend. Some of it even tonight. And it's important. I would say imperative. Is it though? I don't think that the so. The people understand what to do with their money. Yeah. And how to invest. Don't listen to. And Tepper. now it's time for America's no, favorite uh -uh. segment: free money. No, I think Free money. we should skip this one. My college football picks against the spread. Pickle, would you care to guess how I did last week? No, I really don't care. There's seven games. Four but, and three. Yeah. Four and three, 17 and eight on the year. Pretty darn good, I would say. 17 and eight, but huge slate this week, right? There are nine games this week. So if I go, oh, Pickle, think about this. If I go oh and nine, I'm 500. Well, cool. So you Let's have, hope that happens. So you have something to root for. You have something to root for. But 
There are games all across the state, including games tonight. Pickle, where are we starting? We will start off Tulane. Knock on wood, going to play Houston at 6.30 p.m. tonight. Houston favored by six and a half at home in their first game, potentially, of the season. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, so this is, this is extremely hard to, to game plan for because, and to pick, because there's such a huge disparity between experience. And I don't mean like returning starters. I mean like 2020 experience. This God. is Tulane's fourth game of the year. Mm-hmm. Whereas Houston, this is number one. Through largely, yeah, did they ever have a game that was canceled by their own? I don't think they no. had, no. So, all, all five of yeah. them that they've have had, been canceled has been from the other team. They've had five games canceled. I believe. They're finally, knock on wood, supposed to get on the field tonight, 6.30 p.m. at TDECU Stadium. Tulane is a team that I think at 2 and 1 is probably a little worse than their record indicates. Yeah. They are a team that their offense is pretty solid. Uh they replace uh they replaced their quarterback uh you know early in the season, but they have been running the ball very very well. Uh they've been hammering the ball up front and if you remember last year Houston did have trouble stopping the run. Now, this is a new program, new, new team. One thing I will say is that Tulane has not done well stopping the pass, and that has been against offensive pa- passing offenses that I don't think anybody's going to mistake for, like, elite passing offenses. Uh, Southern Miss and South Alabama are fine, but Houston yeah. figures to be a better passing offense, right? With that said... I'm not sure that I can pick Houston to cover the touchdown be- because they just have this is their first time on the field. And after the season that they had last year, it's we don't just really a know. lot of strangeness. Here's what I'm going to say. Surrounding Dana. I think Houston's going to win. But I think it's going to be close. I think it's within a touchdown. I'm going to take H- I'm going to take Tulane plus 6 and a half. That is almost entirely based on the fact that Tulane has three games under their belt, and Houston has zero. Mm-hmm. And the game speed, I think they're going to be a little bit more used to it. I wonder if Houston comes out a little bit flat, but they end up chasing, coming back, and winning something along the lines of 34-31. I think it's close. I think it's within a touchdown. I'm going to take two lane plus six and a half. What's next, Pickle? Up next, we'll head over to Saturday, starting in the SEC, number four, Florida, heading to take on number 21, Texas A&M at Kyle Field, 11 a.m. on Saturday, Florida, favored by six and a half on the road. Okay. A lot of this is a litmus test on what you think about, this is going to sound weird, but kind of what you think about the Alabama passing attack, what you think of yes. Mac Jones. If you think Mac Jones is awesome, and you think the receivers for Alabama are awesome, and you think that the fact that A&M got um, carved up through the air is due to them being awesome, Kyle Trask probably theoretically represents a half step back, right, from Mm -hmm. that. I think there's a fair argument to be made for that. That's an idea. I will say, though, that... Kyle Trask, the manful product, has been awesome. He's oh, been yeah. really, really good. And if you are a believer that the back half of the A&M defense is a problem, then Kyle Trask figures to expose that. Which now, I think it is. I look at the A&M side, 
And I think that I'm still, and maybe I'm just holding on. I understand this may be an unpopular opinion among some Aggies, but I'm still a, I'm still a Kellen Mond believer. I still think he's pretty good. I think part of it is they've got to get the running game going, and A&M, or rather Florida's run defense has not been anything special. The Florida secondary has been fine, but I think there are going to be plays to be made. I think A&M's got a great shot in this game. Uh, with that said, I am going to take Florida, minus six, six and a half. I think they win by about a touchdown. I think it's a good line. Uh, I think they, they win by about a touchdown. I just don't trust the A&M defense right now. And coming off of last week, I'm not sure they've been able to fix whatever that problem is in a matter of a week. I'm going to take Florida minus six and a half to cover that on the road. It doesn't don't feel great about it. My honest opinion is probably to stay away from it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I this is the the rules that have been set forth by the committee. I will take Florida minus the, six and a half. The committee of you yourself and What's next, Pickle? You, I guess. Um, up next, arguably one of people's favorite rivalry games, the Red River rivalry, number 22, Texas, meeting up at the Cotton Bowl with OU, 11 a.m. on Saturday. OU favored by two and a half at a neutral site game that has no hype to it. And it's Isn't just it weird? really, really disappointing for my heart like, personally. Like, honestly, what's really strange about this is – it, it was always going to be weird because of the pandemic because yes. the state fair is not going on. Right. Right. Because I don't know what the attendance is going to be like at, at, uh, at the cotton bowl, mm-hmm. but it's going to be severely limited. Right. right? Um, and that's what makes this game. That was always going to be weird. The scene was always going to be weird. When you add in the fact that these two teams are a combined three and three. Yeah. It's just like truly bizarre. Now, here is the thing. I think this game has a chance to be really pointsy. I don't know what the over-under is on this game, but I would look at the over-under in this game, uh, and, and it'll probably be pretty high, but I think there's going to be point score because I think both defenses have looked per- pretty pedestrian, right? I think yeah. they've looked pretty pedestrian. Neither uh, secondary can do right. basically anything. Um, I, do think that, I do think Texas is going to be able to score. Because mm-hmm. Oklahoma's defense looks bad. Mm-hmm. Looks straight up bad right now. I also think, um, because part of the reason, I mean, part of the reason that a, that Texas struggled last week, at least at times offensively, is that their offensive line could not hold up against TCU's front. No, that was a big, not. That was a big problem. That shouldn't be a problem against OU. I think mm-hmm. OU's front is worse than TCU. That's a fair statement. So they should be able to get to be, protect Ellinger a little bit better. They should be able to run the ball a little bit better. It's just going to come down to that Texas defense. Can they make a couple of plays? Can they get some stinking turnovers? Wouldn't that be neat? Yeah. They could force I a couple of turnovers. Don't know if they know I don't what think, that word means. I don't I don't think Spencer Rattler has proven himself to be super special at, as of yet. I mean, heck, he's one and two as a starter. Um, I will say this. I think this game's going to be a lot of offense. I think this game's going to be pretty sloppy because both these teams do a lot of commit a lot of penalties. I think that Texas makes one extra play. One extra play on a neutral site. I think they come up with the win. I'm going to take Texas plus two and a half. Especially you give me those points. I'll take that. I'm going to take Texas plus two and a half. What's next, Pickle? I think OU wins that game. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, um, but you're a you're a you're doom and gloom. Lincoln Riley knows what he's got to do. Um, all right. So up next. 
weird game. Really, really weird matchup. Yeah. UTSA heading up to take on number 15 ranked BYU, 2.30 on Saturday. BYU favored by 34 and a half at home. Just a weird matchup here. <laughs> this is a weird matchup, okay? A truly weird matchup. And so this game was kind of signed, I think, whenever nobody knew if football season was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And UCSA is looking around like, oh, we're 3-1, and one, and we've just kind of signed up to go on the road and get beat by BYU. Yeah. Why did awesome. we do that? Um, I'm sure they're thinking many, They're though. thinking ka-ching. <laughs> okay, so if you're unfamiliar with BYU, BYU's been beating the snot out of people. They're 3-0, and oh, and they've been great. Um, the offense, the, the, the pass defense has been spectacular. Arguably the best in the country. Admittedly, they played Navy, who doesn't throw the ball. Troy, who's not a great passing team. And Louisiana Tech, who's a fair passing team. Um, Their quarterback, Zach Wilson, has been terrific. Uh, They have a power running game that is just grinding opponents into dust. Um, This is a really good team. Mm -hmm. This is a really good team. If UTSA is going to keep this game close, if UTSA is going to keep this game close, what they're going to be able to do is, they're going to have to do is run the ball. They're going to have to run the ball uh, and take the ball away a few times. Uh, that's the biggest thing. Um, this is a C, this is a, a UTSA team that takes the ball away a lot. They're third mm-hmm. in the nation in takeaways. Uh, I think they're going to be able to do that. Thirty-four and a, is it thirty-four and a half? Thirty-four and a half yep. is a lot. You're saying that's are they going to lose by five touchdowns? I just don't think they're gonna. I don't. Either. I think a and oh, and I think UTSA. <laughs> I think UTSA is going to keep this in close. I think you saw that last week. Against UAB. I think UAB is a superior team to UTSA, but UTSA was able to kind of muck that game up and keep that game close. I think they're going to be able to do the same thing. I think they lose. I think they lose by like 21. I think they keep this thing relatively respectable. I'm going to take UTSA in the points. UTSA plus 34 and a half. I think this game stays relatively close. Relatively close. I think BYU wins. I'm not calling the upset. But... I think that since McCormick's able to get grinding a little bit, those turnovers are huge. They're not like going to they're not going to pass the ball basically at all because their quarterback situation is totally in flux and they don't really know what they want to do, which kind of negates one of BYU's best attributes, which mm-hmm. is their secondary. I think they're just going to grind it out, and I think they're going to try to limit the number of possessions that BYU has. I like UTSA plus thirty four and a half. What's next, Pickle? I'm next heading back to the Big Twelve and. Texas Tech taking on number 24, Iowa State, 2.30 p.m. on Saturday. Iowa State favored by 12.5 at home. Okay. So this is really interesting to me because the one thing that Iowa State, not the one thing, they've got a few things that are really (laughs) cooking right now, okay? But one of the things that's really cooking right now is their pass rush, Mm -hmm. okay? They are, they lead the Big 12 in sacks. Mm -hmm. Guys like Jaquan Bailey and Will McDonald are excellent. But... Texas Tech's offense, A, is kind of built in a way to negate that, and B, their offensive line's been pretty good, mm-hmm. at least in pass protection, and they've run the ball pretty well, too. Their offensive line's been great. They've only given up one sack in their first three games. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, furthermore, if you're looking for... So Texas Tech has two conference losses. Mm-hmm. One of them is to Texas. Which was a heartbreaker. for. It was a great game the heartbreaker, but they got they kind of got carved up by a great quarterback, mm-hmm. right? Then they lose to Kansas State on a backup quarterback, and that's really discouraging in my mind. Mm-hmm. Pretty discouraging, okay? But I also don't think Brock Purdy is all that special. I think Brock Purdy is, is, is average. 
so the question is, can the secondary, going up against an average quarterback, they held the... Because the other thing is they don't have a ton of running game to, to speak of. The Iowa State doesn't. They don't have a ton of running game to, to speak of. Can they make Brock Purdy remain looking average? That's basically the name of the game. Like, don't let him... Go, so don't let the conversation on Monday be like, man, maybe Brock Purdy's actually awesome. If you do that, mm-hmm. Tex Tech's probably staying within 12, 12 and a half points. Uh, going on the road stinks. That's no fun. Ames is... Ames is... No. Uh, Thumbs down to Ames. But I do think that Tex Tech keeps this game close. Did we ever get an official ruling on Alan Bowman? Did I we, haven't seen one. Do we know? Not Let's to see. interrupt you there. Well, kind Alan of. Alan Bowman. Uh, still still day to day. That's the last thing we saw. Okay. So if he can go, he'll go. Yeah. But I also think that they're the backup quarterback, whatever his name was. I forgot it. Um, <laughs> I think that I think that they're going to be able to move the ball a little pretty effectively. Right. I think Tech keeps this game within 10 points. I like Tech plus 12 and a half on the road. What's next, Pickle? All right, we're going with the Fighting Ishmael Johnsons. Texas State is taking on Troy, 2.30 p.m. on Saturday. Troy favored by 7.5 at home. Tough line. Yeah. Real tough line. Because I think Texas State's better than their record indicates. Mm -hmm. And I also think Troy, you know, they're 1-1. Last week, they got murdered by BYU, but we've talked about how BYU is pretty good. When Texas State has the ball... I do think that the offense is going to start clicking a little bit just because of experience. I think the offense is going to start be able to, to move a little bit more. The question is going to be on the defensive side, which has been so up and down. Can they find a way to slow down Gunnar Watson, the quarterback, and they've got a great receiver in, in Kalen Geiger? Can they slow it down through the air? They've had their troubles in the secondary. Can they step up in a big way? Uh, they can run the ball as well. What I would say, I, uh, I lean a little bit towards Troy. Asking Texas State to go on the road is pretty tough. I think that Troy is a little bit more of a finished product right now. And as a result, I'm going to lean towards Troy to win their, their Sun Belt opener at home. I'm going to take Troy minus 7.5. I don't feel great. I'd feel better if that was 6.5. But so yeah. you can buy the hook, buy the hook. But I'm going to go with Troy minus 7.5. What's next, Pickle? Up next, back to the Big 12. And a matchup I'm pretty excited for this one, actually. Kansas State at TCU, 3 o'clock p.m. on Saturday. TCU favored by 8.5 at home. Okay. So, we don't know what the Kansas State quarterback situation is like. Mm -hmm. Skylar Thompson got knocked out of the game with an arm injury against uh, Tech last week. We don't know what what their status is. They brought in Will Howard. He was fine. If they go with Skylar Thompson, let's put it this way. I'm comfortable saying that they will get diminished returns in the quarterback spot. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair to say. Furthermore, I think you saw last week what happens when TCU commits to Max Duggan. I thought that he was really sharp. And I thought that he was I thought that he was really strong. His run game was impressive. Yes. Furthermore, I do think that the defense is going to be a big player in this one. I think that the, T- that the TCU defense is playing very, very well. Um, the biggest question for me is can TCU turn Kansas State over? Mm-hmm. Can they win the t- the um, uh, the uh, can they win the the turn from March? Because TCU is a team. Kansas State has been turning the ball over um, a lot, okay, or turning teams over a lot. They have been they have seven turn takeaways and no turnovers. They're plus seven in turnover margin. 
TCU, obviously, a big reason they won last week was because of turnovers. Mm -hmm. What does a turnover margin look like in this one? This game, this game strikes me as a game that's a one-touchdown game. That's why I'm going to take Kansas State in the points. I'm going to take Kansas State plus 8.5. I think that, that, that this strikes me as a one-touchdown game, something along the lines of like uh, 30 to 23, something like that. I like, I like Kansas State plus 8.5. I think TCU wins. But I think this game is close. And Mies just brought up a good point, which is why I found this game interesting, too, is basically whoever wins this is the front runner in the Big 12 right now. And who would have thought that? What a weird year. <laughs> What's next, Pickle? Um, up next, some Conference USA action as UTEP heads over to Louisiana Tech at 6.30 p.m. on Saturday. The Texters favored by 14. Okay. So, of course... You've got the hottest team in the nation, the UTEP Miners. Hop on the train, baby. <laughs> Back in action this week. Um, Louisiana Tech um, beat Southern Miss close on the road, and then they beat Houston Baptist like a drum. Yes. Uh, but then they went and they played BYU and got hammered into oblivion. Um, this is a Louisiana Tech defense that is not very good. Mm-hmm. This is a Louisiana Tech defense that, plain and simple, is just is just not very good. But is UTEP capable of exposing them? Furthermore, furthermore, this is probably the second good passing offense mm -hmm. that UTEP has seen. They faced Texas. They got ripped to shreds. Yes. Okay? That's one loss. You go back the rest of their games, the teams they beat, more or less can't pass. Louisiana Tech can throw. Luke Anthony, their quarterback, is excellent. Mm -hmm. um, they are 22nd in the nation in passing offense. Uh, this offense is going to hum. I like Louisiana Tech minus 14. It pains me to say because you know I like the minors, but I am going to take... <laughs> Big minors guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Louisiana Tech minus 14. It gives me no pleasure to say that, but I like Louisiana Tech minus 14. Yep. And finally, Pickle. Ugh. We've got Charlotte taking on the Mean Green, 7 p.m. Saturday in Denton. Charlotte favored by three on the road. Barf. You, really, barf. like big. So barf. okay, now now part of this is last week they go and they lost at home to Southern Miss, mm -hmm. and part of the reason that they lost, not the whole reason, but part of the reason they lost is that they were playing with basically me and Pickle at the linebacker spot. Honest to God, yes. Um, I think I was bigger than one of the linebackers, to be honest with you. Now, we don't know what the status of a lot of these guys are because they are still going through COVID-19 protocols. We don't know. We hope that it's a little bit better. And if it's a little bit better, I think North Texas is better than Charlotte. Like, that's a weird thing to say. Mm -hmm. But, like, Charlotte, yeah, they hung with FAU last, or FAU last week, right? They they are, this is a very, very, this is a, a, a 49ers team that the offense is okay. Like, they throw the ball okay with uh, Chris Reynolds. They run the ball okay. This is a nothing special Charlotte team. Mm-hmm. I refuse to believe at this moment that North Texas is as bad as they've shown for most of the season. Mm -hmm. I refuse to believe it. Like, they losing, just... losing at home to a winless Charlotte team 
would represent to me a shift in the way that I think about North Texas. Yes. I refuse to believe that. I'm going to take the home dog. I like North Texas plus three. Um, I think that I think they win this game outright. I think they wake up. Mm-hmm. I think they win this game outright. They just can't shoot themselves in the foot. They're better. They're a better team yeah. than Charlotte. If they have even half of the number of guys that they were missing last week yeah. back, they are a better team. Yeah. But will they fumble it on the five yard line every time special teams goes to punt or kick off? Like you, you just can't shoot yourself in the foot. And they should win this game. So those are my free money picks. I like Tulane plus six and a half at Houston. I like. Florida, minus 6.5 at Texas A&M. I like Texas, plus 2.5 versus Oklahoma at the Cotton Bowl. I like UTSA, my, uh, plus 34.5 at BYU. I like Texas Tech, plus 12.5 at Iowa State. I like Troy, minus 7.5 at home against Texas State. I like Kansas State, plus 8.5 at TCU. I like Louisiana Tech, minus 14 at home against UTEP. And I like North Texas, plus 3 at home against Charlotte. So it's got a lot of lot of out-of-state teams. I don't feel good about that. Yeah. Makes me feel icky. You were not a homer this week. I was week. not a homer this week. and I, That makes me feel icky. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Um, I thought about this. I thought about this earlier when you said that we're within fifty days of it being Thanksgiving. Seven weeks from today, folks. The thing I think that made my heart really happy about you saying that is I realized that in the lieu of COVID, like holidays are obviously not the same. But theoretically, if we like, if you had to celebrate Thanksgiving just by yourself, you could still celebrate Thanksgiving with all the food. Like well, the food does not go away. So right now, we were kind of we've we've kind of gone into the Thanksgiving planning mode mm-hmm. in the Tepper household. There's as, a lot of mitigating, as I would expect, a lot of mitigating factors. Uh, specifically, uh, my sister-in-law is um, is going to be is is she is very pregnant. Oh, she's right, with child. Yeah, she's very pregnant right now. She will be turbo pregnant on Thanksgiving Ooh, if yikes. the kid has not even arrived. Like the due date, I think is like December second. Oh, so right? that's that's pushing, yeah. Yeah, so we are kind of staying away from them, mm-hmm. and you know, for safety reasons. Right. My folks are going to go to Arkansas to see my my younger brother and spend Thanksgiving with him. So right now, as of right now, the Tepper Thanksgiving is going to be me, Tep wife, and Hank. Yeah. Which. You know, now we've invited uh, her folks. If they want to drive down from St. Louis, they can do that. Mm-hmm. But like right now, and you know, but you can still do that. Like right, like that, it's, it's it's it. We can have Zooms giving. Do you yeah, know what I mean, like you miss like a big portion of Halloween. I feel like you miss like a big portion of Christmas because that mm. has the gifts and the walkway of lights and the this and the that and the parades. With Thanksgiving, even if you're by yourself, like yeah. you can make the food and you can feast for three weeks after that with leftovers yeah we so go thanksgiving that's another reason to shout it out yeah we gotta figure out what we're gonna dress hank up as halloween Mm. i don't know Hmm. it's gonna do for us thanks for spending (laughs) a little bit of your day with us follow us on twitter at dctf like us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbells follow us on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbells and of course see us at texasfootball.com thanks to uh lockney head coach stacy ward for being our guest for ashley pickle i'm greg tepper vince young please get your player of the year trophy we'll see you tomorrow Texas football today.